Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to Rooted Deep. This is Reba, and I'm sitting here with my friend Allison Hale. And if you're a person who listens to us often, welcome back. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're in the middle of a fairly exciting uh, series, just really talking about women in women who had a massive impact. Uh, Christian women who had a massive impact in history, they had a massive impact in our world. And some of these women, Allison, we've talked about some of the strategic reasons we've picked the women we've picked is because some of these women, we don't want them to be forgotten. Right. I think that's really important, especially some of the women that we've talked about. You wouldn't, unless you've done maybe some research like like we've done, or unless you grew up in a certain tiny subset of a tiny group of people you might not have heard their names but you have been impacted in some way without maybe even knowing about it and I think um the past few women that we've talked about we just when we discussed them when we were when you and I started talking about them we came up we found out new new information about them that we hadn't known before so it's not only for if you've heard of these women and you're like oh yeah I know who that is I know what she's about yeah. There's more information that we have come across that has been super interesting. And then if mm-hmm. you haven't, if this is a new name for the first time that you're like, well, I've never heard of her. Or I don't know what, you know, what impact she's had. Um, buckle your seatbelts because it's, it's been, it's been interesting and it will continue to be interesting as we like study these different women and just talk about them because they're fascinating. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you're one of those people who love to read biographies, mm-hmm. um, I think you enjoy a good biography, Allison. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I do as well. And and if you love a good biography, I would encourage you, you know, uh, if you've got, if one of these women just, ooh, wow, a lot of these women do have, people have written biographies about their life. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want to do a little bit deeper dive, get to know them a little bit better, I would encourage you to go out, download it on Audible, grab it on Kindle, or just go some, go to your public library and just, you know, check, do people go to public libraries anymore? I don't know, but uh, go to your public library and check out a book. But today we are talking about Ruth Bell Graham. Now you may say, who in the world is that? Well, she has a famous counterpart. uh, Mm -hmm. And a lot of, some of these women did, and I bet you've heard the name Billy Graham. Billy Graham. All right. Absolutely. And if you're familiar with Billy Graham, the, the very famous evangelist, uh, then this is his wife. And what a woman, uh, the, what I love about so many of these stories is how these women many times were behind, a little bit behind the scenes yeah. and yet mm-hmm. incredibly uh, powerful women behind the scenes really doing some unbelievable work that may have never made the news or the headlines because their their husband's ministry may have eclipsed their own. But man, uh, Ruth Bell Graham has this just incredible life that's worth talking about. And that even her incredible life started even way before Billy. That's um, right. If we're, we can, we connect, you know, Ruth Bell Graham with Billy Graham and then obviously mm-hmm. Ruth's son and, 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 uh, and, and everything like that. But really uh, where she was born, because I, you know, when I first started looking into her, I'm like, I've got the wrong one because this keeps China keeps coming up. Like why, yeah. she, you know? And so mm-hmm. she was, Ruth was born to medical missionaries in that were living in China at the time. And I, yeah. I think that's fascinating. Being a missionary kid, I'm like, oh, so there is hope for me. One of these days, right. I'll be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, because you just think about, uh, set her in a time period of history. She was born on June the 10th, 1920. Okay, 1920. So, uh, and she was, as Allison said, she was born in China. So we have this, you know, this woman who's born to these missionaries in China. Nobody's even heard of her. Uh, and all of a sudden, the Lord kind of uses the twist and turns of her path to end up meeting Billy Graham, who was no big mm -hmm. deal when she met him, right? And also, it's one of those things that when you are, you know, and just as, as she was, there were things that she saw, like just being raised and educated in, in Asia, um, that never left her and, and mm -hmm. never, um, she stayed, um, just kind of an, and continued to advocate, advocate, mm -hmm. like, you know, like you said, for medical missions and advocate mm -hmm. for people in foreign countries. I, I think there was a time in my life. I don't know if she did that. She went through this, but there was a time in my life. And I was like, listen, um, my parents are missionaries. I did that already. Now I'm going to start my, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm mm -hmm. not going to follow that same, you know, and I, oh, I yeah. went through a couple of, I went through a couple of years of that type of, all right, I did my time. I'm done with, you know, but it, right, doesn't, sure. it, it doesn't seem like, you know, if you just read, you know, the overall story of Ruth's life and, and um, going to Wheaton college and studying and then marrying um, I'm sure a fiery young man um, who, you know, and they became, um, you know, they just went right into ministry. And yeah. uh, so that's yes. interesting. Yeah. She was the second of five children uh, born to Nelson and Virginia Bell uh, while they were serving. And it was Dr. Nelson. Of course, he was a medical doctor serving there in China. So she grows up in this missionary family. And she herself said that she developed a strong spiritual foundation because of her parents and the experiences that she had living among the Chinese people. And so, you know, this woman really born in China and, and spending a core of her life in China, um, she was probably more comfortable in China than she was in America. But as you mentioned, she comes across and she goes to Wheaton College, and which is in Illinois, uh, still open today. And, uh, and there she meets her future husband, Billy Graham. Uh, and they got married on August the 13th, 1943. So we've got a 23-year-old Ruth who is marrying uh, this guy named Billy. And, you know, you, you just, I, I just think it would be very interesting to talk to her about what she thought she, her life was going to look like before Billy mm -hmm. Graham became Billy Graham, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you think about it, if they were, if if she had been raised, you know, and um, back then, the way mission, the way medical missions work, you're living on a compound and the people, you know what I'm saying? The people mm -hmm. come to you. And yes. um, so that would have been a very more of a cloistered lifestyle. And then all of a sudden to be thrown into the ministry um, that eventually became the Billy Graham, you know, ministry would have been, you know, kind of a, a huge change and, and whether she had imagined that that's where the Lord was going to take them. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I just think that part's interesting because it would have been a very private, very closed off, um, ministry and the way things were back then, especially in the night, you know, uh, without technology, you don't yeah. have, you know, and then all of a sudden evangelism became the thing on TV. And so that huge change, she probably experienced just some incredible changes in what would have been a private ministry, which yeah. that she saw with her family and then mm -hmm. to a, a hugely public ministry by the end of, um, by the end of, oh. you know, their, their time. So I think that's an oh. interesting kind of 
Oh, it, it is. And, you know, also to the idea that um, being Billy Graham, I mean, he's, he, you know, he's a friend of presidents. He's, he's, he's in, he's around the world. And so entering a whole different realm of people that she is meeting and connecting with. And yet, you know, uh, behind the scenes in so many ways, but getting, but getting some amazing things done. Um, uh, I read where she played a vital role in supporting his evangelistic work through the managing, uh, uh, obviously, of all the practical aspects of their ministry, yeah. but also raising five children. Yeah, She was the second of five, and now she's got five of her own. And yeah. she's raising these five kids with a husband who obviously uh, is speaking and, and, and having a very much a uh, role of being in and out of the country, in and out of, you know, the home. Uh, and she's raising these five kids. You can only imagine, too, uh, how she how so much of their spiritual foundation is, is because of her. Right, exactly. And that, um, I guess that solid permanent presence of her in, in, in their lives. And, and when, when Billy Graham made the decision to say, Hey, you know, how about we move the whole, the family to North Carolina He's traveling a lot more, um, you know, you'd be with like closer to your family. And so they were able to um, to kind of create a family dynamic within in North Carolina with her parents uh, mm-hmm. that were now off the field. Uh, I think that that family dynamic really would have been something that would have been um, just very grounding for their children. And, and, and like I said, permanent, because, you know, Billy, you know, sometimes she was able to travel with him and sometimes she was not. And so he's, you know, he's off on these um, national crusades, international crusades, and we've seen the effects and we're still seeing the effects of his ministry around the world. And at the same time, she's home a lot of times with the kids. And Absolutely. Uh, thankfully, uh, thankfully, she, um, we can see the effects of what that had on her, on her children as well. Um, oh. And, oh yeah, and because you look at going. these kids. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you look at these kids. I mean, so five kids. So her first child was Virginia. Um, everybody called her Gigi, okay. And and obviously this is about Ruth, but I think this is this is a part of the seeds that Ruth so, that sown in these kids' lives. So Gigi is born in 1945, and she is an inspirational speaker, author of several books. Um, she's right. She writes devotional, quiet knowing, currents of the heart. Uh, she's the mother of seven children and the grandmother mm-hmm. of 20, and she still lives in in the mountains in Asheville and Black Mountain, where where they settled. And Graham Lott, a whole lot more famous mm-hmm. uh, as far as publicly known, born in 1948, their second daughter. She's the founder of Angel Ministries, a nonprofit Christian organization. She launched uh, the Just Give Me Jesus Arena events. She's a speaker. I mean, accomplished author. She's a mother of three. She lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is, you know, mm-hmm. several hours away from where they grew up there in And then you've got Ruth, and she founded the ministry of Ruth Graham and Friends. She leads conferences. She writes books, okay? Then you've got Franklin Graham. He's the eldest son, so he's the first son. And he serves as the president and CEO of Samaritan Purse, which most of us are very familiar with. And then you've got their last child, the youngest son, Ned Graham, who is the president of a ministry called Eastgate Ministries International. Uh, dedicated to serving uh, the growing needs of the church, where else but China. Wow, so, yeah. um, so here you've got these kids and 
now their stories are not as polished as I we just made them seem. Um, some of these kids took a hard road, uh, especially Franklin. You can hear his testimony, and he will share with you a lot about what a prodigal he was for a time. But you can you can look at these kids' lives, and what an amazing thing these kids are. Their lives have been, I believe, a direct result of this mom. Yeah, who is just loving and pouring in. Not that Billy didn't have an influence in their lives, but he's obviously on the road. He's traveling, and they've got this famous father, but they've got this mother who is yeah. just the salt. I mean, she's just pouring into a man, and I think that's a really cool, cool thing as we look at as as we look at her life and what a testimony to her as you look to see how her her children are still very much involved in doing so many great things. And I think I stumbled upon this little nugget um, about like Ruth, you know, Ruth and raising her children in North Carolina. Mm. And I was I was just looking over, you know, just some information. And I found that one of the earliest biographies about Ruth Graham um, was written by Patricia Cornwell. And I was like, is that the same what? what? Yeah. And so, of course, I did. And if you like crime novels and if you like forensic science and psychological thrillers, Patricia Cordwell is definitely the book to read if you really want to, you know, get. And I just thought that that was just really interesting. But what had happened was um, R- Patricia's family uh, was a little was in having a rough time. And mm-hmm. when she was a kid and they were, they moved to um, the same area of North Carolina and Ruth found out about them and, um, and took them under her wing and made sure that they had um, people taking care of this family. And one of these children mm-hmm. grew up to be Patricia Cornwell, which is, who's a famous author. And uh, I just, and wow. she ended up writing. And I just think that's interesting because she wasn't solely, you know, solely looking at her own family, even within this tiny little North, North Carolina community, she was, um, she was still aware of the needs of others and wanting, um, wanting families to be able to connect. And so she really wanted that little family to stay together. And I just, I think that that's an interesting detail about her life that was, um, just shows that she, she cared about so many other people outside of her home and such a philanthropist, but, um, uh, yeah. I just thought that was an interesting little detail. So if you're a Patricia oh. Cornwell fan, that, that would, I was like, I'm going to read, I'm going to read that biography. Cause I think that's fascinating. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I wanted to go back to the kids for just a minute because mm. I think this is an important thing. And I think Allie, you could probably relate to this being a pastor's kid, being yeah. a missionary's kid, being that, that, PK, if you would call it, you know, or an MK or what, however you want to call it, they get labeled in so many ways, but there's a, <laughs> there's a the diff- nice labels, by the way, right? Those are the, those it's, it's sometimes can be really difficult to walk mm-hmm. in, in those shoes and to be able to. And so if you're listening and you're one of these, I think that there's some things, you know, when there was an interview done by the Asheville Citizen Times talking about to the Graham kids and talking about their lives, the idea was, oh, well, of course, if you're, Billy Graham's and Ruth Graham's children, you must have these ideal, perfect lives, you know, Mm. and the kids laughed and were telling some of the heartache and the pain that they had gone Mm. through Yeah, from drug abuse and divorces, uh, runaway grandchildren. And his, the youngest daughter, Ruth wrote a book called in every pew sits a broken heart. Mm. And that was released in 2004. I think you know, for those maybe who are listening who are kind of under that umbrella uh, and you're like, wow, 
I know those hurts. I know those pains. I know those difficulties. Um, I think that some of these reflections from these now older Mm -hmm. children, you know, have, have a, can speak into our hearts at times. You know, Ned Graham talks about coming home uh, to their home. And, and and I think this is again, a testimony to his mother. He said, sometimes I would come in in the wee hours of the morning, drunk or stoned or something. He said, each time without fail, I would find my mother sitting in her rocking chair in the kitchen, her eyes red and tired from crying or praying or Mm -hmm. both. He said, she would walk to me, kiss me on the forehead and say, I'm glad you're home, Ned. I'm going to bed now. Hmm. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Billy Graham's children and Ruth Graham's children, or if it's some, you know, other you know, say, man, if you're listening and you've got kids that are struggling and, you know, I, I think this is, wow, what a great testimony yeah. to a praying mother, a, a mm-hmm. weeping mother who loved her yeah. children and who so wanted their lives to find their way back. And, and they, and they eventually did, you know, yeah. and they eventually did. And I think that's important because we always, especially now the facade, everybody, I mean, we always joke about missionary kids and, and and preacher's kids and everything. But I think that the, the pressure of keeping a facade for, you know, this is like, we have to look like we're, we have it all together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then their honesty, but the Graham family's honesty about here's what we've struggled with. And, and uh, Ruth, you mentioned a book that she wrote about that same, that, you know, that same issue. And it's like, we, you know, we didn't just hide our flaws. We, we yeah. decided to, to allow God to use those flaws for, you know, for his glory. I think that that's so important because we're always trying to hide who we really are. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, hopefully that's an encouragement there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for even if you've got, you're listening and maybe got children that are struggling on their own, there, there's, there's sometimes a great path home, but then going on to her writing, she was also a Mm -hmm. lot of her children, write. So there, and and of course, uh, Billy wrote some books, but Ruth, I think, maybe have been the real talent in the home as far as writing was concerned, yeah. because she wrote um, poetry. She wrote different books on faith and on family and on life. Uh, probably there's a couple of those that are a little bit more uh, well-known, The Legacy of a Pack Rat and pro- and Prodigals and Those Who Loved Them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of her own children and her own pain and going through her own hurts of her own children who were not where she wanted them to be. Uh, and so, man, these were just so, again, these would be great reads for you uh, to yeah. go back and read the words of this woman and hear what she has to say, because they, uh, you know, everybody says she was so witty and she's got this deep wisdom and insight. And so to read her books is to see a little bit about who she was as her wit and her, and her wisdom come, come out. Absolutely. And I think one of the, one of the interesting things um, that I, just a, a quick note, because there's, um, when you do like a Google search, one of the questions come comes up uh, about about Billy Graham's faithfulness to his wife, huh. and and it's one of the questions. Uh, that's one of the questions. If you say if you type in was Billy Graham that that you know how it like ends. Oh the yeah, answer questions mm-hmm. for you. It, it does, does yeah. and the and the answer and the and the answers are their you know their love story and their marriage was one of the enduring love stories that we that are public marriages mm-hmm. that we've seen that he, he, you know, his faithfulness to her and her love for him. Um, and I just, again, that's such a blessing to see, um, you know, and, and hear how much they loved each other and how, how much he relied on her, um, throughout mm-hmm. his ministry and, and career. 
and how much of an, an advisor she really was to him. Um, yeah. And so their, their relationship was, um, was close as a married couple, but also close as, and like you said, I mean, she was definitely the writer in the family um, having written more than, you know, more than 14 books. I think that's, that's fascinating, but their love for each other was, is very inspiring. Yeah, I think so too. I just think, because, you know, if you have a husband who travels, if you have a husband who's famous, if you have a husband who's all of these things, you know, I can imagine that there's, there's days that were hard for her. Mm. Um, and, but just, it was interesting, um, that as the children were, as when Billy Graham passed away, um, they were talking about, he never seemed like an absent father. Mm. Although he was on the road a lot, he never seemed like he was an absent father as he was always kind of involved in some way in their lives. But you know, he couldn't do everything he did and yeah. be there all the time. Right. So you just see this woman who's just got strength of character. She's a humble woman. And I, and I just think, oh, it'd be so fascinating just to have a conversation with her and, and hear the stories of her life. Um, but I know in one place, she talks about how she embraced her role as a wife and a mother and that she, that was her role and she, and she loved it and she, she didn't hate it. She wasn't angry about it. She said, I just love, this is what I know God's given me to do. And I absolutely love it. And I want to raise my children with a strong Christian foundation. So I think in so many ways she can serve as such a role model for Christian wives, Christian mothers. And she mentored again. A little of those those little known facts about her as she's behind mm -hmm. the scenes with her own kids. But you mentioned that she's taking up another woman under her wing mm -hmm. and, and helping. She was known for supporting younger women in their journey and their faith journey mm -hmm. and mentoring yeah. and loving on women. And so, you know, it's it's not just her family, but she's she's just got this role of let me let me pour into you. And mm -hmm. wow, I just think it's definitely um, the tightest two women as well. I mean, just absolutely. that continue to I think that's um that's interesting facts because that is biblical in, like you said, the mentoring and taking somebody under your wing and then teaching them, you know, what the Lord is, what the Lord's taught you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just, again, I, I, I want to be careful as you're, as you're listening, because sometimes I think it's easy when we do a podcast like this to say, oh, well, th that was her. Hmm. And, you know, she's not like me. Oh, no. You know, this is a missionary's kid born in China college kid at Wheaton, you know, she didn't know or did Billy that the turn their life would take. Um, she's getting married. She's having children. She's, this is a woman who's felt hurt, who's felt pain, who felt yeah. difficulty, who had prodigal children, prodigal grandchildren, who, who sat up and wept at night with, with tears and prayers over her own, over her own drunken or high children. So, I mean, this is not this woman who's untouchable and on some sitting on some plane that no one can right. be. Um, and I think that's what I, I really believe the women that we've selected for this, this kind of discussions, these are women that are real, mm -hmm. um, who know real pain and no real hurt. And I think that, that ability for us to be able to say, these women may not be just like me, but boy, do we have a whole lot in common. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thankfully these are women who haven't, uh, like I said before, who haven't hid their struggles and hid their pains. And so I think that's, mm -hmm. um, they're flawed and, um, but then allowing the Lord to use those, uh, those yeah. flaws and those, um, those as, as stepping stones, um, yeah. through their life. And we could definitely learn, but there's something in each one of the women that we've talked about, there's something that's, that can be inspiring. I mean, I'm not going to be writing hymns like Fanny Crosby, obviously. No. Um, I can't, I can play them and be, you know, and, and be, yeah 
uh, and be blessed, or I can sing them and be blessed. But um, going out and getting these books and reading them, you can find elements, whether it's needing the need to mentor mm. another woman, or mm. it's just your love for your savior, or if it's just your resilience, like, like we talked about Elizabeth Elliot, there are some things that you can be inspired by um, and mm-hmm. say, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to be writing 14 books out here. And, and my husband's not a famous evangelist, but, um, but I can be faithful in what the Lord has given me and what he's put in my hand. Um, just like, you know, just like Ruth Bell was. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what I, another thing that I love about her life is that obviously Billy's writing a lot of books. He's an evangelist. And so his books are selling, you know, mm-hmm. many, some of his books are bestsellers. And so there's money coming into the family through these things. And so she turns and becomes really a philanthropist mm-hmm. and becomes to pour things back into uh, the humanitarian aid that, that she was such a, a huge advocate for. So causes like Christian education, mm-hmm. medical missions, which obviously is, is mm-hmm. at her, is, is her upbringing and at her core. She supported organizations that provide aid to underprivileged children. Um, you know, they helped with a hospital in Asheville. I mean, so you've got all of these different things happening where these people are not just, you know, they're not just kind of hiding in the woods somewhere, but they're really giving back. Mm -hmm. They're pouring in. They are finding ways to take how God has blessed them and, and really provide a way to bless others, which I really think is just a testimony to who they were and to her life that while her husband's on the road, she's finding ways to connect how God is blessing them financially in to other needs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, um, again, that's something that we can all look, look to because we can all, and just like Maya Angelou said, if you get give, if you learn teach and yeah. every single one of us can, can, can take these lessons that we're learning from, from Ruth Graham and say, okay, I'm, you know, I have this, God has blessed me with this. Let me share that with somebody else or let me, you know, spend time sitting down with, with uh, a woman who looks like she's having a rough day. Um, or, you know, let me sit down in my rocking chair and pray for my children. Um, because sometimes that's all you can do. Um, but those, those little tidbits that we're learning about her, I think that's really fascinating that we can actually do some of those things today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then of course, as we get near the end of her life, this very behind the scenes woman who really didn't live a life in front of the cameras, but behind them. Uh, Mm -hmm. She didn't live a life, you know, in in all of these famous settings. She was at home raising her children and pouring in. She passes away on June 14th, 2007, at the age of 87 years old. Her her funeral, I mean, Mm -hmm. was just, I mean, all of a sudden, she she would have realized had she attended her own funeral, (laughs) what a legacy her life had left because there were so much outpouring uh, when she died. So many stories coming out, so many people influenced, so many people talking about the impact that her life had had on them. And I think one of the, maybe one of the coolest stories that came out of that is that um, before uh, they had passed away, they had both agreed that when they passed away, the prisoners at Angola prison, uh, actually some of them are craftsmen. They, they learn a skill and a trade there in the prison. And one of the crafts that they do is to build caskets. Mm-hmm. And her casket was built by the prisoners at Angola prison. Yeah. And a very simple casket. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but just a casket that really, it was, it, it was in the news. They talked about the fact that this, this, how this casket was built for her and the men who built her casket talked about how these prisoners now who building this casket, yeah. for this woman talked about what an honor and what a privilege it was to mm-hmm. build this casket for her. And how many of them talked about weeping as they built the mm. casket. And these are who, hardened criminals because Angola State right. Prison is, you know, right. you think Shawshank right. type situation. It's right. a maximum security. Um, yeah. yeah. And 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 the impact that, that that had. That's amazing. So they were weeping, just talking about about her. I think that's just amazing. yeah, just just yeah. building her casket and, and mm. what an honor it was to build that casket for her. Yeah. So Here's this woman whose legacy continues on what her life did in a quiet, in a quiet way. And then the, and, the Ruth and Billy Graham Children's Health Center uh, in Asheville was established in her honor because she was so passionate about children and wanting their, uh, and their health, obviously coming mm. from this medical missions background. Yeah. And so as yeah. I mean, we can see the impact that she's had and is her life is still having um, in several generations past. And will continue to have because of of what you know you mentioned her her children and her grandchildren um, as well. And so I think that's an, that's an amazing testimony. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man. I mean, I've loved talking about this. You know, everything that God has done in this woman's life, and it's really encouraging to me that we have an opportunity to talk about her. But also, I think it's really important that we realize that she's not some figure that's so aloof and so right. different from us. You know, she, she's a, she's a wife, she's a mother. Uh, she, she's raised, she's raised children who didn't always follow hard after Jesus. Uh, you know, you're talking about embarrassing, you know, okay, here, here's probably the most famous evangelist of, of his era and his kids aren't doing what they need to be doing, right. you know? Yeah. And so here she is, you know, pouring into into the children's lives. And I think that's just a testimony mm-hmm. to her character. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot that can be said about her life. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's a couple of biographies if you want to read more about her. Uh, the Patricia Cornwell written biography, wrote she wrote it, you know, several decades ago, Ruth, a portrait, the story of Ruth Bell Graham, as well as there's another book by Anne Blue Wells called, Wills called An Odd Cross to Bear a biography of Ruth Bell Graham. So those are, if you uh, pick up a couple of books about her um, and just really just be inspired again um, Mm -hmm. by this. And I'll read some of the books that she wrote as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, If you look back over uh, Prodigals and Those Who Love Them, Legacy of a Pack Rat, or maybe just into some of her poetry uh, Mm -hmm. books on, well, you know, I think that would be fascinating just to see the character of her and what her life looked like. So yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. As always, Allison and I have fun getting together, uh, coffee with friends. Is, uh, many times what we feel like this is like, uh, as you hopefully uh, just relax with us or maybe do your exercise. We hear a lot of you exercise with us. So <laughs> if you're exercising with us, keep going, finish that out. And um, it's been great to talk about Ruth's life. And we're going to you know, kind of have these pop-ups where we're going to be able to talk about these women who maybe we've forgotten about or maybe you've never heard of and point you back to some of the fascinating things about their life. So until next time, stay rooted. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and 
look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.